welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly, Money Tips, author of Borrow and Grow Rich. Uh, I wanted to give you a quick update today on the state of the, the markets, the stock markets around the world, which are actually crashing at the moment as I speak. Uh, I, I, I can't show you the screen, but if you, if you look at a, a typical screen where you've got all the, the, the FTSE and the Dow Jones and the NASDAQ, and normally you just look at the screen and the prices are static, but at the moment they're just flashing because they're moving all the time. So if you look at live prices, you'll see that they're flashing, they're changing, they're, they're going down still. Um, I, I just, just to give you an example, uh, as, as the market opened today, this is Thursday, I'm recording this, the market's dropped 3% or 300 points. And that's billions of pounds. That's probably something like 40 or 50 billion pounds wiped off the value of stocks. The Dow Jones was down nearly 700 points by 2%. So that's multiple billions wiped off that market. And, you know, this is not just a temporary thing because of what well, you must know, uh, Putin invading Ukraine. This is, is, is part of a, a, a wider problem with the markets that, that I've been talking about for several months, that they are overpriced. They, they've topped out as far as I'm concerned and that they're due for a correction. And as I was saying last year, it only takes that, that final straw that they call the straw that broke the camel's back or the, the final thing to, to prick that bubble, bubble and, and set it to burst. And that, that's, that, this is normally a thing like a war oil prices going up, uh, recession and that sort of thing, and, and consumers not having enough money to spend. And that's what I think is 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 the wider problem of the market, because the FTSE is down over 10% since January, and the US uh, S&P and the, the NASDAQ, which is the tech stocks, are also down around 10% since their peaks uh, late last year. So we're moving into what's called correction territory, a correction of the market. It's not a crash yet, but but I, I could see one coming. Um, but we, we shall have to see. I think the 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 wider problem is, is going to be caused, for instance, by oil now reaching $100 a barrel. Oil and fuel and petrol affects everything. And we know that prices are going up in, in the shops. Inflation is reaching record levels. Well, I say record levels, levels not seen since the 1980s in the UK, in Europe, and in, in the States where inflation is over 7%, in the UK it's over 5%. So things are, are getting tough for, for people because gas prices have already jumped and people are already feeling it in, in their pockets now because some people have, have found that their gas and electricity prices have doubled, yes, doubled uh, in, in the last few months. And when the price cap that we have here ends in April, uh, a lot more people are going to be affected. I, I was quoted for one of my properties, uh, £400 a month for gas and electricity, and uh, whereas I used to pay £150 a month. Uh, 
Now, now the what you've got to remember with these direct debits is that what you're paying each month, what they're collecting may not reflect what you're using. So you can end up at the end of the year with a, a deficit or credit, but they're supposed to know, they're supposed to work out roughly what your usage is. But, you know, th this a lot of people could be in for a, a bit of a nasty shock this year with, with uh, gas prices. And already people are wondering whether they can heat or eat because food prices have also gone up and that that's likely to go up further because uh, Russia is is one of the biggest producers of wheat it also supplies a lot of Europe's natural gas uh, Ukraine also supplies natural gas and and this is why prices have soared already because the market sees that things are going to be disrupted so the spot price of things, the market says, right, we're going to have a disruption here. Let's put up the, the, the spot price. So it's like it's a bit like supply and demand. Um, and that, that that's what's happening to what they call wholesale gas prices. And, and there's nothing that consumers can do about it. You know, they're sort of stuck in the middle in the crossfire, literally. And they're just going to have to bear and grin and bear the, the, the prices. But I'm telling you, a lot of people are going to be suffering. And even if you if you look at the higher income end where you say, well, doesn't matter to me if prices go up 100 or 200 a month, then it's still going to be less money in their pockets. And, uh, you know, because they're, they're, they're going to be pay, paying more for petrol, even fares have gone up. And as there's less money in their pockets, they'll have less money to spend. And that means that business will be affected. And that 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 then starts to drive the, the, the economy down and, and into a, a recession. And, and this this war, because it is a war in Europe now, is, is definitely uh, acting as a catalyst to, towards this and, and maybe uh, pushing the market further into recession. The markets in the last week have been dipping and then Putin says, no, we're not going to invade. And then they go up a little bit. But but I've always suspected that they, they are going down. Incidentally, gold and silver prices have gone up. I think silver went up by about 3% uh, this morning. And it, it has been rising a few percent every every day. So money money is starting to move into the precious metals, the, the safe havens. Uh, uh, Bitcoin dropped down to 35,000. Again, I don't see Bitcoin as an investment. Maybe I'm just old fashioned, but it's it's more of a speculation thing now. Um, and it's, it's a bit like the, the great uh, stock market bubble of 2000, the tech bubble, where people just paying silly money for, for tech stocks on the on the basis that in 10 years time they were going to make money. People were rushing into this uh, dot-com bubble as it, as it became known. And of course, then stocks crashed. In fact, Amazon went down by about 90%. So that would have been a good buy in, in the year 2000, 2001. Uh, but there will be opportunities when stocks fall, there will be opportunities to buy good companies, proper companies, good, solid uh, money-making companies that make money over many years. And there'll be opportunities to buy those at a discount. They'll be on sale, which is what value investors like Warren Buffett are, are waiting for. They're probably rubbing their hands together now saying, great, now we can use some of this 150 billion that we've got stashed in our, in our banks uh, to, to buy stocks. So there will be opportunities. Now, I want to mention a bit, a bit about property because uh, people think, well, property is immune because there's always this, there's plenty of uh, demand and there's a shortage of property. But I've heard this argument over the years. 
And as far as I know, in the UK, there's always been a shortage of property since about the 1970s, 80s, when they stopped building uh, government council housing. I, I, I feel there's always been a, a shortage of property. There's never been enough property built to cope with demand. And the population has been going up, of course, because of you know long people living longer, higher birth rates and immigration, of course, where immigration has added, added at least five or six million to the UK population. So property has always been in demand, but it doesn't mean that it's always going to, going to go up. It can go down according to the demand at the time. It just doesn't mean because there's a shortage of property, people will sort of pay anything for that, that property. And property prices in the US uh, could have peaked, uh, according to some commentators, after a 20% rise in the last year. Uh, but as, as, this is as higher mortgage rates are already starting to bite and already starting to make it more expensive uh, to, to buy property and to refinance property. Rates have gone up in anticipation of the Federal Reserve increasing rates uh, very soon, and, and they may increase rates by half a percent or twice in this, this year. UK average prices, however, in February were up uh, to a record, uh, by a record, uh, 7,800 uh, 7,785. Uh, so they, they, they've gone up uh, still, uh, even though, you know, we, we've got higher inflation, we've got higher fuel prices, we've got all these things going on. Uh, prices still seem to be rising. Now, apparently demand, according to Wright, we've been, has been driven by second steppers. Uh, these are people, second time buyers who want to, to move up to uh, a property with more space. And, and that's pushing up demand, particularly for the bigger houses, the three, four bedroom houses, as opposed to the small flats. And and that uh, sent prices up nearly 40,000 higher than in the, in the previous month. So yeah, prices are going up uh, in the UK, uh, I think in February by 2.3%, and that they're up nearly 10% on, on the previous year, according to Rightmove. But whilst it's still buoyant, there's no doubt that higher interest rates are going to hit people and, and affordability. Because clearly, when rates are a record low, you can afford to borrow so much money that you, you just never dreamed of borrowing, say, half a million to buy a property. But when you look at the rates, you think, well, hang on, this half a million is costing me less than it would have cost you know, to borrow 200,000 when, when rates were at normal levels of five and six percent. Uh, but, but now the, these crazy levels have made it uh, so cheap to buy properties that naturally it's fueling people to borrow more and more and more. And, you know, if if you've got a property on the market and it's a de desirable area and someone says, well, I'll give you 600,000 for it. And then somebody says, well, I'll give you 650,000 for it. Then prices go up like that. Also, agents uh, go around saying, well, the market's busy. Let's put this on at 675 and see what we can get. And then somebody comes in, uh, they've got a cheap mortgage. Says, yes, I'll pay that 675. So it almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy Prophecy that the market is going up. Uh, but we, we shall have to see. Rates are now half a percent higher in the UK than they were uh, just in, in November. And there's no uh, guarantee that rates won't go up again to curb uh, this rip-roaring inflation. So do do watch out for that. Um, th this is not the time to speculate. Uh, it's, it's certainly not the time to buy stocks. I've been advising people to get out of, of shares for, for quite a while. And yeah, just, just be careful out there and, and look at some of my uh, uh, 
hints that I've, I've print, put on my, my hints to survive the recession on my previous post. Look at those, how you can save money on, on, on lots of things and, and try and economize in every way. Now, as I said before, it's the end of the tax year is, is uh, uh, coming very soon in the UK. So that's on the 5th of April. So remember that you can put, you can still put 20,000 a year into an ISA to maximize your tax-free uh, allowances there. Um, and just just look at some of my tips there because you can save tax by and, and, and pensions and that sort of thing before the end of the tax year. Now's the time to, to look, talk to your advisor, your accountant or whoever you take advice from, your independent advisor, uh, to, so that you can save as much money in tax before the end of the year and maximizing your allowances into your pensions and ISAs. Now, if you, for people watching abroad, ISA is an individual savings account. It's like a tax-free account. I think you have... Uh, similar sort of accounts in 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 most countries where the, the money is 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 invested in a tax-free wrapper but I certainly wouldn't be looking at stock market types of investments whilst the markets are in bear market territory so if you want to get control of your finances in 2022 you know we know that the habits of millionaires uh, billionaires are are, are are there they they leave tracks they leave clues so so we can follow those clues. To, to enable you to become wealthier and financially free over time. Not a get rich quick type of you know wealth. I'm talking about not just saying, well, let's let's put money into the latest uh, cryptocurrency because I think it's going to go up uh, 200% and then I can sell it on to some other sucker uh, in the hope that you know they will go up more. Um, no, th this is building wealth over time. And it's what I talk about in, in, in my books, in, in Borrowing, Grow Rich and Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. And I've got some free training up there. You can have a look at that by all means. And I am launching a course very soon uh, called The Smart Money Manager, Mastering Your Money the Smart Way. But have a look at that free training. I'll put a link up to it and you know, it, it will give you some tips on how to build wealth you know, without pain, actually. You can become financial free without the pain of doing it, uh, without this thing, oh, if, if I save money, that sacrifice, you know, um, it, it's like... When, when your parents give you pocket money and they say, we'll save that into this little piggy bank. And, and to you, that's, that's sacrificing because you can't use that money to buy goodies. You can't use that money to buy sweets. I might sound a bit old fashioned here, but you shouldn't look upon it as, as sacrificing and lack. You should look upon it as investing, investing in, in your future. You know, we know that, um, Successful people take what's called the long-term view, the long-term perspective. They, they don't just think about what am I going to do today? What am I going to do tomorrow? They take a long-term view. Just like if you were studying to be a lawyer or an accountant or a doctor, you know, you're taking a, a view that you're going to be studying for the next six, seven years, maybe 10 years to reach the top in your profession. But when you've invested that time and money, you know that for the next 30 or 40 years, you will earn far above the, the average uh, income. And it's the same thing when you're starting a business. You're not starting a business today in, in the hope that, um, you know, tomorrow you're going to make a fortune. You're taking the long-term perspective. You know, when I started businesses, sometimes they took two or three years before they started reaping. I started reaping the benefits. And in that two or three years, I drew very little money. I was putting more money in, putting all my time and my sweat equity into that business. And sometimes you think, oh, what am I doing here? But eventually it turned around and, and money started to, to pour in, literally. So, You've got to take the long-term perspective and successful people have always done this. They've always taken the long-term 
perspective and and unsuccessful people don't they just take the short-term view i want it now i'll just go and borrow i want it now i'm not prepared to save i want it now um you know i'm, I'm not worried about the future i'll just spend my money and and live life and be happy you know party and they don't take the long-term perspective until it's too late and then they end up retiring broke or in in debt in poverty like you know perhaps four-fifths of people do now. They retire more or less broke without enough money to retire. And some of them have to go on working into their 70s and 80s to make ends meet. Or or they're just really literally struggling, sitting at home with four jumpers on, not able to afford to heat the house. And, and all these things are going on in a, in a time when we've had the most prosperous period in our history. You know, the last 40 or 50 years have been certainly prosperous where people have climbed the ladder and and there's been more money around in those years than, than ever before. And yet people are still retiring broke. And when I was a financial advisor, I met a lot of people who said, well, I'll worry about that when I retire or the state will look after me. Well, the government won't look after you. I'm sorry, they'll give you a basic safety net, but they're not going to allow you to live uh, as you are living when you're working. And I saw this all the time with people. And yet people that took the long-term perspective and said, yes, I want to save for my future. I want to think about my future. Future. I want to put the effort in now to secure my future. They were the people who were successful. And the people who took the short-term view were the people who frankly failed and, and were unsuccessful and are now struggling and paying the price for that for that view. So have a look at my free training and I'll, I'll see you again with, with updates. This is Charles Kelly, Money Tips, bringing you money tips to help you save, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 